Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And for some reason, I just, I just pictured that angel that doesn't get wings because there was one less bell than expected. Right. All the other angels laughing in his face. Ha 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 ha! Fuck you, Clarence! We're flying! <laughs> oh, fuck. Air feels so good on my it's, wings! It's fuck fun. you! I'm also thinking, like, what a bitch it's gotta be to be in the wing factory when the Salvation Army guys show up. It's like, oh god damn it, they're gonna be ringing that thing all Turns day! Into Lucy in the chocolate factory. Right! <laughs> god awful! Movie, movie, movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because apparently our suffering amuses you. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath. Then right, Heath, welcome back. Thank you, sir. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, so good of you to be here. Oh, thanks for having me, Noah. I, I have you in any way that you'll let me. So, Heath, mm-hmm. <laughs> tell us, what will we be breaking down today? All right, we watched Silver Bells. Yes, we did. It's the story of a sports news reporter who had some trouble with the law and then got sentenced to Christianity by <laughs> yes. a judge, and he tries to find redemption by bell ringing for the Salvation Army. It's that classic Christmas tale of... Panhandlers, flugelhorns, and hating gay people. Basically, <laughs> 90 minutes of porn for Kim Davis. There That's you go. The idea. Precisely. And tell us, Eli, how bad was this movie? So here's the thing. This movie itself is not that bad unless you realize the context because this movie could just be sort of a shitty Christmas movie. And there's some weird stuff and there's some terrible characters and we're going to get to them. But this could just be a shitty Christmas movie if it didn't center around a guy who is law, who is court ordered to join a hate group. Right. right. It's just because it's like it's like a normal Christmas movie, except the twist is that he has to join like the Nazi youth. It's just like, hey, well, you're gonna learn how to tie some knots. It's like, no, wait, what about the Nazi youth part? No, 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 that's not important. Look at our basketball courts. Right. Yes, exactly. So I feel like we really have to address this up front because this is almost certainly the best movie we've reviewed, and it's just that one step away from being just a bad cheesy Christmas movie, except that the whole thing revolves around the Salvation Army which is pretty much a fucking hate group. So I I put together a few facts here uh, about the Salvation Army that I thought you might find interesting, and I think really throws how fucked up this movie is into context. Uh, As recently as 2013, the Salvation Army's official website included links to gay conversion therapy centers. (sighs) 
right? They, they scrubbed those in 2013. Awful. They didn't apologize or anything. In 1998, the Salvation Army turned down a $3.5 million grant and closed down their programs for the homeless and for senior citizens in San Francisco because a local ordinance would require them to pay benefits to same-sex spouses. Kim Davis porn. Yeah, well, in 2004, they threatened to close down all their services in New York City over a similar anti-discrimination ordinance. In 1986, the Salvation Army in New Zealand collected signatures against the Homosexual Law Reform Act, which, by the way, made it legal in New Zealand for men to fuck one another. Until then, it was illegal. The Salvation Army was trying to keep it that way. In you 2000, can't stand for that. It's, uh, apparently. <laughs> the two, in 2000, the Salvation Army of Scotland submitted a letter to Parliament opposing a, the repeal of a law prohibiting schools from teaching that homosexuality was normal. In 2012, not too long ago, the Salvation Army of Burlington, Vermont, allegedly fired a caseworker for being bisexual. And as recently as 2014, internal documents were leaked explaining why they can't have butt pirates in leadership positions. Spoiler alert, it's because of Jesus. So the, the the Salvation Army, like if you look at their website now and they'll, 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 they have sort of a friendly LGBT page about how, no, no, we, we, that's all just ancient history. Ancient history as in last year. Right. This is the Chick-fil-A of the yeah, charity. Right, group. Right. No, we've no, been no, no, behind we this fired for... that guy. What about everyone else? Oh, they're still here. But that guy... Yeah, not anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And that's just the thing is that the Salvation Army is trying to present this whole, oh, well, yeah, back in the day we were bad. But back in the day was this fucking decade. As a matter of fact, this movie was almost certainly part of their PR effort to clean up their anti-gay image that was costing them money at the kettle. Yes, and this movie is very clearly their attempt to be like, oh, now listen, I know y'all have heard a whole lot of things about us closing down soup kitchens if we have to let fags in, but I don't want you to think it's that. We're just the YMCA with uniforms. We're just the YMCA with pretend army names. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Which, by the way, even if the Salvation Army was not homophobic, I want to plant a flag right now, giving yourself fake military orders right. is already enough reason to hate this organization. <laughs> for people who have never fought for anything to be like, I'm a colonel. Fuck you. No, you're not. Fuck you. There's a colonel who stands outside of my gas and sip collecting spare change. You are not a colonel. <laughs> General of Jesus. Right, yeah, and they and that comes up again and again through this stupid fucking movie. Now, all that being said, though, as, as down as I am on it, if you asked me to make a movie about a hate group teaching an asshole to be a better dad by mentioning Kmart 36 times. I don't know that I could have done better. <laughs> I'm, I'm at least willing to give the screenwriters that, that if that was the assignment, you know, okay, p- passing grade, I guess. So I guess now that everybody's properly primed, we can take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll see if the Salvation Army can G-shucks their way out of infamy. Hi, come in. Have a seat. Thanks. No, no, thank you. It's so nice of you to come. I'm I'm Vice Admiral Dave. This is Brigadier General Joe. How's it going? Hi, I'm Andrea. So, now tell us, have you written any screenplays before? Sure, yeah. Yeah, I wrote that piece of shit Sorbo movie that the god-awful movie uh, guys did last week. All right, yeah, excellent. Piece of shit Kevin Sorbo movie. That is exactly what we're looking for here. So, your email said you guys want to make a movie about the Salvation Army? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kirk Cameron, you know, he's been killing it recently, and Ooh, we just doggy. figured, yeah, and pure flicks vehicle. too. Well, you know, also as I'm sure you're aware, over the last several years, gays have apparently become people. That's true, technically. So you want to make a lesbian trapped in a deadly elevator movie? Because I think that would work. <laughs> no, no, no. We actually discussed that with 
Air Commodore Comfort, and he's going to take care of that himself. We have an entirely different problem to deal with. Yeah, exactly. See, since this whole gays should have rights fad started, we had the Salvation Army have taken a nasty public relations hit, and we're looking to counterbalance that with a, you know, a movie about how awesome we are. Like a documentary? Well, we thought about that, but Imperial Grand Marshal Smith shot it down. We want something more along the lines of a, a like a holiday family drama. About gay people? No, no, no. 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 Anything but gay people yeah, actually would right, be uh, on right, the table. Yeah, no, uh, Galactic Viceroy Jones would never allow that. We're looking for something that, like, completely ignores our heinous human rights record and uh, our current discriminatory policies. Something and has like basketball. Yeah, we said definitely. We talked about basketball. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And a magic black guy. We said that right. that was locked in. Magic well, black guy. it's a Christian movie, so I assume. Right. And full anal penetration lesbian strap-on stuff. I, I mean, we didn't what? talk about nothing, that, but I think nothing, just... Nothing, nothing. Never no? mind. So did you have a title in mind? Hmm. Hadn't really thought about um, the title yet, no. Oh, I got one. I got one. What if we called it Silver bells, you know, like we use when we bang. Not, <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, genius. I am loving it. Movie it is, Silver Bells, Gavel. So, uh, yeah, what time is it? Um, uh, 9 15. Yeah. Who wants to go play brass instruments badly in a mall? Ooh, ooh, Let's me, do it. Me. Sure. What the fuck is the Salvation Army? The Salvation Army is a quasi-military evangelical Protestant church that would much rather you thought of it as a charity. While the Salvation Army is actively involved in a number of humanitarian projects, including disaster relief, homeless shelters, and outreach programs for the poor, they are not a charity because that would require full financial transparency. According to their mission statement, the Salvation Army's primary function is to spread the Christian religion, though to their credit, that's followed up by a bunch of shit about educating and helping the poor. They follow the mission statement up with a more elaborate list of 11 doctrines or guiding principles, not a single one of which has the slightest damn thing to do with charity or helping people, unless you count harassing people about Jesus as helping them, which you don't and shouldn't. The group claims a membership of well over a million, which when translated out of bullshit church membership calculus amounts to almost 200,000 people. It is widely believed that the Salvation Army spends approximately 85% of the donations they receive on charitable activities, though this is impossible to verify since they're a church and they don't have to tell you shit. Their status as a religious mission exempts them from full financial disclosure, which makes them impossible possible to assess by the criterion used by groups like Charity Watch. To their credit, however, a number of other independent charity rating services do give the Salvation Army a passing grade. Of course, it's also worth noting that 85% of the donations going to charity isn't very much. But irrespective of how much money they spend on humanitarian aid, it's vital to remember that when you give money to the Salvation Army, you're giving money to a church with a kettle-shaped collection plate. In addition to the aforementioned grotesque record on gay rights, the Salvation Army actively opposes euthanasia, and while their stance on abortion is progressive compared to most church organizations, that doesn't make it progressive. And, of course, according to their current positional statement on homosexuality, it's okay to be gay as long as you're also celibate. They also ban gays from holding positions within their organization above the rank of minister. Women, on the other hand, can be ordained in the church. Technically, their rules stipulate that female Salvation Army officers are only permitted to marry male Salvation Army officers, but that rule has been relaxed in recent years since it's blatantly illegal as fuck even if you're a church. It's also important to remember that being a church rather than a charity leaves the Salvation Army inordinately prone to doing batshit crazy stuff. Like in 2010, when their Canadian affiliates refused to accept toy donations based on Harry Potter or Twilight because the devil. They've also come under a fire a number of times for proselytizing during government-funded events and for asking their employees about their sexual habits as conditions of employment. All of these controversies, of course, pale in comparison to the Australian branch of the Salvation Army, which raped orphans. 
And we're back for the breakdown. And if you were wondering how long it would take us to get to the Kmart references, two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Two seconds in before their corporate overlords gets its little Hummer and uh, it'll be about every four minutes from that point on. So we're going to open up in a living room where Dad is um, battle briefing with his whiteboard about Black Friday. Right, yeah. And so the daughter in this movie looks like Ginny Weasley after the battle at Hogwarts. Like she's got PTSD and she's on four or five medications. I love the daughter. I thought she was so hot. She's super duper hot. I, Ginny Weasley's super hot. You would know that if you had enjoyed the fantastic masterworks. Now, uh, the, the mom, however, looks like Professor Trelawney, not quite as attractive. <laughs> yeah, I today. also thought the mom was super hot. This was, this was so, like the most attractive movie we've ever watched. I, like everybody, I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks like a person that would be in a movie. Yeah. The son looks like Lance Bass tried fucking a lady just once. <laughs> this child. So the entire, this is the gayest person I've ever seen. I used to host a drag show at the Stonewall. This is the gayest human I've ever seen live or in film. I have him in my notes as emaciated Matt Damon several oh, times. Okay. I had him as uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas with leukemia. So, okay, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. That's good. Same basic kid. difference. Yeah. It was a good-looking fella. In a good way. Leukemia, Jonathan so, Taylor Thomas, a good way. Now, I, I, so the, as the movie starts, we've got Dad, and he's pointing to all of the different places they're going to go on Black Friday, and he's like, we're going to go to Kmart first, and then we're going to swing over here, and then we're going to go to the mall. And he's got a whiteboard out, because apparently his family is so fucking stupid that without a visual aid, they can't get the whole concept of from Kmart to the mall. So he's drawn this out for their for their aid. At what angle is one of those buildings to the other buildings? I will get lost. We do not want a repeat of 2012, Dad. We do not want a repeat of 2012. Uh, so they're, they're planning and then we get that the mom enters this design contest every year. Uh, yeah. Who can have the most ostentatious Christmas yard? Yeah. Right. So they basically have like a Christmas card and she has this moment where she's like well you know if judy gage beats me again she's just gonna be i just wrote in my notes if judy gage beats me again i'm gonna hang myself and that'll be the decorations <laughs> next year <laughs> yeah this is gonna be pivotal to the stupid fucking movie there's a contest going on in the neighborhood of who can have the the lightiest Christmasiest house and the theme this year is bells so that we can get the goddamn name drop of the movie 18 seconds in silver bells yeah and what's so crazy is so this is a thing that we see a lot in Christian movies is that it seems like Christians don't know how ambitious people act because she says oh I'm thinking for the design maybe silver bells and he's like no no no, no. we go for the gold and it's like no, no, man, I'm just thinking of a different metal. <laughs> Ambitious people don't always want things to be gold. That's not as, oh, I've, I think I'll put out the silverware. You mean the goldware? No, that's not, no. How, that's not how words work. Yeah, so that's – and then we also learn, of course, that the family just isn't, uh, I guess, holiday-y enough because this is after Thanksgiving – and and uh, the son wants to go do his thing, and the dad has to go to work, and the, sis the sister has to go back to law school. Um, so, damn it, they're just not spending time together as a family. Right. And also, the son throughout this movie, the son is fucking mystifying. There is no worse or more mysteriously written character than this son. I kept waiting, spoiler alert, I kept waiting for this son to have a meth habit, for him to drive to a glory <laughs> hole at the gas and sit right. and watch his son with a dick in every hole. Because the kid keeps going... 
well, I don't know. I just think that maybe we might want to be better Christians. And everyone in the family's like, why? That's fucking stupid. And he's like, never mind. I have a secret. And each time I was like, his secret's going to be that he's the Green River Killer. I'm excited for this. But as we'll learn at the end, no spoilers, it is it is not going to be fun. No, but he certainly played the role Dextery. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question that he got this movie because of his role on SVU. Like, he was the kid who turned out to have murdered and fucked his sister. And they were like, you know what? That guy's great. Let's use him. Silver bells. <laughs> Shooting in the same city. Come on. And I think it's worth noting here that Dad, uh, we find out very shortly, is a, is a sportscaster. And he's a really, really bad one. Because the next scene is him going to work because even on Thanksgiving, the sportscaster has to work. Um, and I, I mean, like, I'm, I, I'm a sports guy, right? So I'm watching him, comparing him to all the great sportscasters I'm aware of, and I'm thinking to myself, Stuart Scott could do better than this, oh. and he's been dead for years. Yeah. You could just prop his corpse up in a fucking chair, and it would be cool as the other side of the pillow. It would be, it would be better <laughs> than what we were watching. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The Stuart Scott fans in the audience just laughed. Uh, I also want to point out that this is where we get introduced to a major part of the film, which is that there's a character named Derek Jensen. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize that Derek Jensen was going to be like a major character in the film. But the photo they have of him so looks like they Googled – they just Google imaged black guy not famous and put it up <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> It could not be less a shot of an athlete. I mean, I don't know a lot about sports, but I'm pretty sure they don't just take like a Polaroid picture of you standing in a hallway. <laughs> don't worry. They also don't know much about sports, and we're going to get to that as we go. And uh, by the way, this is uh, also where we meet uh, Leslie, the competition for Bruce at work. And uh, she's looking to steal Bruce's job on his sports desk by getting an interview with Derek Jensen, the uh, the big Heisman candidate who grew up in the area. There. Yeah, yeah. She looks like good universe and Coulter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done, sir. Um, we also learned, by the way, and this is also because this movie is fucking stupid. This matters. Um, that Bruce, part of his shtick is that he gives out a most ridiculous ref award every week. And that's going to come up over and over again in this film as well. And just in defense of the quote-unquote villain of this film, which is the, like, lady reporter who wants his job, mm -hmm. she's right in every criticism she has of him. Oh, the yeah. first shot we have of her is of her watching him and her being like, this guy's a fucking terrible sportscaster. And the movie wants us to be like, no, he's not. The religious ref award is a great way to report sports. <laughs> but it's not. That's fucking stupid. She does a fantastic job later on in the film. Nothing in this movie makes any fucking sense. Well, and that's just the thing because like if, if you're both going to be because I thought she was pretty shitty as a sportscaster too but if you're both going to be shitty sportscasters just put the person on that people would want to look at right it's not him so yeah we're definitely supposed to not like this character this character despite the fact that he has displayed almost no fault of character except for his hairstyle is definitely supposed to be the <laughs> quote unquote wrong way to be a human well, and the the impression I got, and, and, and Eli's already alluded to this, of course, is that, like, the people who are writing this movie think that this is what ambitious guy looks like. All right, so when we see him, like, wrestling with a little girl over some flower later and everything, they're like, they, you know, they're they're so far removed from the character they're trying to write, they're like, yeah, it's probably, 
probably like this. They're probably they probably act like this. People I mean, who people aren't Christian who, enough. People who focus on work too much, they probably fight children, right? Right. Like that's, <laughs> right. When I picture a person who works too much, I picture a man fighting a small child. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're wondering, hey, does our main character get into a into a body fight with a small child over we a bag of there. flour in this movie? Yes, well, he does. Is he's it ambitious. funny? No. Is it tragic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, it's a lot of things in this movie that would uh, fit that bill. So important things here. Ridiculous ref award. The sexy villainous vixen is after his job and an exclusive with Derek Jensen would really get her pussy wet. And then we uh, we switch to him coming home where he discovers that his bastard neighbors are already decorating their house at midnight. Oh, one. Yeah. So he runs upstairs. He's like, hey, you guys can't do that. And they go, hey, man, it's midnight. So he runs upstairs to go wake his son. And again, crazy billionaire money. I remake this movie shot for shot. But when he walks into Jason's room, Jason is the son. Jason's just fucking a cardboard cutout of Michael Phelps. (laughs) (laughs) The Salvation Army would still be in that movie. It would just serve a completely different role. It was a... It's an interesting choice of set here for for the kid's room. What did you call him? Bisexual Lance Bass with melanoma. That kid, he decorates his bedroom half like a high school athlete might, but the other half like a geisha's room at a brothel. It makes no (laughs) sense at all. Very, very strange. I mean, it makes sense with the guesses I have about this character. He's like, (laughs) yeah, so here's my favorite sports teams, and here's some scarves if you want me to do the dance of the seven veils for you. I mean, whatever you're into, bro. Exactly. We can play some Xbox. I can see how far I can get down on the All American. Whatever you want to do. No pressure. No pressure. So, um, he goes upstairs. He gets, um,. He gets his son, and he's and he like, quotes Wait. Yogi Berra too. Which, uh, if you didn't already like the guy, hey, I- I'm sorry. Hold on, though. He he gets it wrong. Yes, he, he does. says ninety percent of the game is half mental. That's not the Yogi Berra quote. No, that it's just not. means the game is at least forty five percent mental. mental. Yeah, that, that's that nothing. Makes sense. The Yogi Berra quote is ninety percent of the game is mental. The other half is physical. Fuck this movie. You don't get Yogi Berra quotes too way too soon to be misquoting Yogi Berra. <laughs> to be fair, he's Jewish, so they didn't care about anything he had to say. <laughs> is Yogi Berra Jewish? I always assumed he was Jewish because he was witty. I realized now he, really <laughs> he was Jewish. he was an idiot um, more than he was witty. Really? Um, That's not yeah, him. He was being also clever? an athlete, which makes me think he probably wasn't Jewish. If I had to guess, that guy was just retarded. That was yeah, a whole yeah. terrible spin on his story. I was always like, ah, oh, Yogi Berra with his twist of phrase. But if that guy was just like, if you see fork in a row, you pick it up, take with you. And everyone was like, this guy, that's, now it's tragic. It's yeah, tragic no, it's, it's far more tragic than witty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so then we get the untangling Christmas light scenes, cause damn it, like in every fucking Christmas movie, apparently people just tie their lights in a knot at the end of the season one year so that they can, Untie it the following year. And while we're getting this scene, Dad's basically giving the old, uh, you know, your whole future depends on untangling these Christmas lights and sticking with it speech that, you know, our dads all gave us at one point. <laughs> right. Exactly. Although I do want to say there is a str- this is the beginning of a very strong message in this movie, which is winning is overrated. Winning is not overrated. And I, I wrote in my notes here, if the message of this movie is winning doesn't matter, then I hate it already. And I want to say, I hate this movie. I hate this fucking movie. And then, of course, we've got to cut to Kmart because, damn it, they paid for this shit. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we we come across – we finally get to see the hate group for the first time, the, the yes. Salvation Army. And I want to point out that the, the we, this is the first time we're introduced to the uh, African-American character who plays the like head of the Salvation Army. Yes. Who's dressed like a Nazi and is going to be the good guy, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Well, and also, is Fly Guy from, uh, from I'm going to get you, sucker. He's the pimp with the, with the fish in his shoes. <laughs> yes. Also, he is not a good looking gentleman. He no. looks like a sugar baby came to life. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like if Barack Obama got a third term. Yeah, right, right. This is what he looks like to me. He is the, he looks like the one pirate that escaped from the Captain Phillips movie. <laughs> Just as the bit, like in a cartoonish, the band was marching by and he was like, no, no, not me, my friend. I am with this uh, army thing. Yes. He is not. And they never acknowledge it. No one at any point goes, hey, are you a haunted skeleton? They're just like, "Ah, I don't know. I should be better to my family. Look at me. I'm the modern major general. Yes, Major Lloyd here. Um, and so the way we've, we've come across him, Dad's pulling into the parking lot, and he's being aggressive with his parking. He takes some other dude's parking space because he's an asshole. And the Salvation Army people are standing there ringing their little bell, and they look at him like, this guy just does not get Christmas. Does not Jesus enough Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> and this is where this is where we get the first lie of the movie about the Salvation Army, because after all, this is a propaganda film. We can't mm-hmm. forget. Uh, where... The kid gives some money to the homophobes and he, and the dad goes, so does this money go to the uniforms? And he goes, no, it goes to people in need. What he doesn't say is, unless of course it also has to be gay people, in which case, no, it doesn't. It goes to our uniforms. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I love too that later on in the movie, we see their gigantic headquarters and shit. And it's like, oh, all the money went to the uh, needy people, huh? Yeah. The, all Every the money penny. went to the needy people and a waterfall, an indoor <laughs> waterfall. <laughs> right. Spoiler alert, all that money you give to the kettle went to an indoor fucking waterfall. <laughs> Apparently. And everyone just looks at it like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice thing. That's a nice waterfall. And and I also love to, okay, so this is how heavy-handed they're being with this whole he's too aggressive shit. So, like, at first he's not going to give any money, but then his son puts a quarter in the um in the little... Uh, Salvation Army kettle, and then he's like, well, you're not going to get far with that pocket change, and he pulls out a dollar, so he has to out-donate his son. Yeah, exactly. One, <sighs> one, one wonders what he did when his kids were, like, little, if his son was like, Daddy, I peed my pants, and he was like, oh, yeah? just filled his pants with shit, he was like, gold! I don't think you're competitive, I think you're fucking insane. Oh, yeah? I think I'm dead. I think I'm Napoleon. <laughs> um, so then we cut back to the uh, to the family sitting around in the living room, mm-hmm. familying, and I. I and this was such a great moment because the the son now, the uh, emaciated Matt Damon, uh, it, it suggests that everybody goes to church. Right, <laughs> and the room gets as quiet as this one would. Yeah, the, the response from the family is fantastic. You got Johnny Lawrence with food poisoning over there to sweep the leg guy. He asks everyone if they want to go to church, and the sister responds like he, like he asked her for anal or something. Right. Like, oh, wow, no, no. no. You should wanna... leave now. You need to leave now. <laughs> and, and dad's like, uh, seriously, a Sunday? 
during the fantasy football playoffs? Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck Absolutely not. Fuck up. Hard pass on Sunday church. No. Basically, everyone in the family is like, why would we do that? And then his way of getting back, because then they all concede, right? They're like, I mean, I guess if you oh want to, we can. And he goes, no, if it's not real enough to go every Sunday, why go on Christmas Eve? And everyone in the family is like, great, so we won't go then. Good. Not real enough to go. <laughs> Good point, son. You got us. Again, like the reaction in this room would have been. Yeah, but here's the thing. The mom then turns to the dad and goes, he's going to church because he feels guilty about something. And I keep thinking it's because he's gay. Right, right. It's yes. we're going to get a shot later on in the movie where he and Brandon, the captain of the football team, are broke back mountain and it harder than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> Just splitting through sheepskin condoms like they were made out of rice paper. And I get that, but it doesn't. That's not – I'm not going to no. spoil, quote unquote, spoil it. But God, it is not – his secret does not matter at all. No, but the kid, the, the actor – plays it like he's fucking Dexter the whole goddamn time. Like, yeah. they're going to come in, there's going to be dead hookers under his bed or something. Right, yeah, exactly. So, and, and the mom, of course, uses this moment to tell dad, hey, you need to be more involved in your son's life. You know, he's got a basketball game coming. He's like, yeah, I'm going to the basketball game because it's a Christian movie, so I have to go to a sport that my kid is in. Um, and she says, well, don't be all Bruce Dalton Action 8 sports about it. Right. In other words, try to be someone other than you when you get there. Yeah, also... Being a local sports anchor on a local TV station doesn't mean you matter at all. If my fiance is ever like, try not to be Eli Bosnick podcaster in there, I'm going to be like, you mean <laughs> eat Chinese food in the dark? And she's going to be like, yeah, eat Chinese food in the dark. <laughs> try not to do that. Meticulously not notate other people's movies? Yeah, if you cannot do that at her son's basketball game. <laughs> And, and so then we cut to the, to Jason's basketball game, and I guess there's a scout from the local, um, college there, so dad goes and offers to, uh, give him a hummer if he'll, uh, put in a good word for his son. Yeah. And then, because he sees that there's a scout there, he goes into the locker room. Right, and when your dad is sneaking into the boys' locker room in high school, it's, the, the problem is not over-dadding. There's a, there's a deeper problem here. Um, but what's great is we, this is the first inclination that we get that the people who wrote this movie know absolutely nothing about sports because oh, the coach is giving not. them a pep talk when he walks in and the coach's pep talk is literally this. Now these guys are very aggressive, but we're just going to be very defensive. <laughs> it's like, really? Nobody, nobody knew about basketball. No one paused for a moment and was like, guys, what's a basketball thing you could say? They were just like, well, they're going to try and score points. We should prevent that and score our own points in turn. <laughs> and it gets so much worse when they actually go out and start playing basketball. I mean, there's hoops and a ball and a wood floor. But other than that, basketball things are not happening <laughs> in this basketball game. Like, did they get an improv troupe to be the game extras? Like, two of the kids are playing leapfrog on one side. One kid's miming like he's eating cereal for no reason. It's interpretive dance happening. Makes no sense. One kid switches teams by accident. <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot. I'm in the red shirts. Sorry. <laughs> Monkey walks by in the middle of it, but you don't notice. And, and, and what I loved about it, too, is that they apparently Googled basketball fouls so that they could have something for the dad to yell about. Because that's what we're learning in this scene is that the, the, the dad is mad because the referee isn't calling fouls like you should on the kid. Um, and it's, but he's just yelling out random shit, you know? Yeah. He's just like, oh, come on, birds, bees, elephants are smaller <laughs> than gerbils, come on! 
I can see time and space. <laughs> Home is where the heart is, Raph. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now, now we get this very like uh, this terrible. This really reminds. What was the football movie we did? Catching faith. Catching faith. Catching faith. Yeah. So this really reminded me of that one where they couldn't actually get people to do football stuff. Well, they could get like two people to do it, but everyone else just sort of had to stand there. Right. So they've got this this inbounds pass or whatever. The 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 the, the kid, the Jason, the son. Tosses the pass in, and then everyone stands still while he runs completely around everybody. And they're like, "Okay, and unfreeze." And then he makes. <laughs> yeah, the he's not running off any screens like that would actually be in a basketball. No, play. no, he just, exactly. He runs a weird circle lap around the court for a <laughs> reason. <laughs> And I guarantee you, if someone brought that up, they were like, oh, he should probably run past the screen. They were like, do they have those on the st- on the thing? I've never noticed <laughs> the screen door. You hold it up and you try and bash him? Is that what it is? No, it's like, oh, like a TV screen. I thought that LeBron James fella was a hologram. Mm, more you know. Honey, LeBron James is a hologram. You owe me $5. <laughs> <laughs> so so he makes the shot and this will be the three point shot that wins the game except the ref calls it wrong and I want to say the ref definitely called it wrong it was very clearly a three pointer and this is like the worst ref in the universe because he's like you know six solid inches behind the three point line right. and he was also fouled the ref didn't call that so now dad is pissed right dad is down in the court yelling and screaming in the ref's face about how he missed it it was a three point shot and I'm sorry like I mean yes dad's being an asshole but dad is also very very much correct this ref should not be allowed to ref right and then he lightly taps the ref with a basketball. No, no, no. He doesn't even like, <laughs> hey, listen, if no, he accidentally throw yeah. a basketball into his face, I'd be like, yeah, man, that's assault. It's, that's it's assault, a fun yes. American form of assault. <laughs> right. but it's, you know, we're, we're Americans. We're like, oh, you spit on me. That's also that word. But, uh, it's, it's, it's the, <laughs> but he very clearly turns around in anger because the ref has given the other team shots because of his behavior. <laughs> right. Which listen, yeah. I don't know anything about sports. My dad never yelled out during the musicals. That I was in it, <laughs> so I don't know about giving you know Union Endicott other points towards their musical, but I didn't realize that you could just be like, I don't like this audience member. <laughs> dad gets a technical which actually can happen but still stupid okay, yeah. really, I, I was yeah. about to ask you because I knew if, so, if anyone he, on this call would know he has a basketball which he throws down in anger because he's frustrated it bounces behind him impossibly like it was cast that direction by a fucking wizard and hits <laughs> the guy in the face which any human being would go oh my god I'm so sorry Are you okay yeah yeah no problem I saw you were just throwing it but uh, be careful but instead, everyone, not only does someone's videotaping it and it goes viral, yep. but everyone acts like he pulls out a gun and shoots him through the back right. of the head. Like it's the end of fucking Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> that was the reaction, yeah. The reaction was ridiculous. And the ref, he gets comforted by the other ref for this mildly bounce into his face slightly. Like, like, like the SVU team comforts a crime victim. Like, it's ridiculous. It's not, your fault, over him. it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Absurd. Uh, yeah, the re- overreaction on this. Not only, and, and in the moment you thought, wow, that was a ridiculous overreaction. The rest of this movie is the overreaction to him bouncing a basketball, it going behind him and accidentally hitting a ref in the face. Right. So we, we cut to him at work where he is being taken off the desk because the other two news channels, not his, were covering that 
high school basketball game <laughs> and reported on him accidentally bouncing a basketball into someone's face. Where's that news report? I want to watch that. In other news, a guy threw a thing and it accidentally hit someone. Well, you know what? This one takes place in central Michigan, so that probably is newsworthy there. Yeah, exactly. Kind of weird we get two Grand Rapids movies in a row. That wasn't even intentional. Also, we got some comp- – I just want to say we got some complaints about us not saying that Grand Rapids was a fabulous city with lots of diverse culture and wonderful people. And that's because it's not. It's because it's a yeah, shithole right. in the middle of nowhere. I live in New York City. I'll eat your Grand Rapids. I'll shit it out. That's what we call New Jersey. Fuck you. You know who you are. I'm looking right and- at you with all the love in my heart. I, I just have to say, I grew up in Ann Arbor. All right. When you can live in Ann Arbor and make fun of the city that you're in, it's a pretty fucked up city. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. from Michigan, so he gets to say it. I get to do Jewish buzzards, and Heath gets to make all jokes. We all work it out. We right, and out. then Heath gets to make all the white supremacist jokes. No right. reason, no, no reason. reason. This, those are alleged, <laughs> allegedly. And that's pretty much what we get, because now we get – the least believable courtroom scene in history. I know it's supposed to be arbitration and not a courtroom scene, but it's insane. Oh, I'm sorry. First, first we got to pick up the daughter because she's a lawyer. Right. No, she's in law school. She is not a lawyer. Oh, yeah, not right, right, lawyer. exactly. So why she is there at his arbitration makes no fucking sense, but that's okay because she is the worst lawyer in the history of a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she needs to be there to... The law, law lawyer. <laughs> also, um, by so- the way, they're talking about this ref being injured, and for the level of co- seriousness they're talking about in this ref, when they turned the shot to him, I expected to see him in like an iron lung. Like that is what, <laughs> the right. only way. If that basketball, you know that myth about how you can like jam someone's nose up into their brain if you like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assume it happened with that basketball, and he was now living. You just last boy scouted him. Yeah, yeah hells exactly. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, he's going to court for assault with a spalding in the third degree or fucking <laughs> felonious basketballing or whatever the fuck that they're calling it. Um, and, and, and they're doing it at the high council, which is how we adjudicate disputes in this universe. Yeah. The fucking judge walks in and he's like, well, I don't know that jail time is in order. I'm like, jail time? Jail time? Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, me neither, dude. I also don't think execution or <laughs> public rape. I don't think. Lots are we of just things saying all the things that shouldn't yeah. happen yes. when someone actually We should not put him in the stocks as well. <laughs> I just want to lay the groundwork right now. I do not think we should burn him at the stake for dropping a basketball <laughs> on the ground. He I'm dropped it really hard, your honor. Right. And then, okay, so then we also get the scene where we learn just what a shit lawyer the daughter is because she, they're like, oh, well, we were thinking of a plea deal. And she says, yeah, we'll take it. And, and the dad's like, no, we won't. And he's like, yes, we will. And the judge is like, yeah, no, she said you'd take she it. She said so. you would. Sorry, your lawyer's <laughs> allowed to just so make up it. <laughs> you, you cannot plea against the obvious invisible will of your client. I'm sorry. I don't know a hell of a lot about law. No, I said not guilty. Shh. Your lawyer's talking. <laughs> also, I just want to—I want to take a moment because uh, I, you know, I love ugly people. The lawyer for the network oh, uh, in this scene has enough extra fat under his face for another <laughs> entire human head. I only assume he absorbed another twin in the womb, and given an exacto knife, you could reveal another whole lawyer face underneath. You just be like. Meh. <laughs> Oh, that would have been way more fun. At, at this point, they request the uh, the ref 
who has like two black eyes and a broken nose uh-huh. requests something as public as possible. Right. Like they, they turn to the ref and they're like, well, what do you, what do you think we should do to him? And I was like, whatever it is, it has to be as humiliating as way. It's like, that is not how anything works. I want to see trials in this community where they're like, so ma'am, he murdered your family. What would you like to see us do to him? <laughs> I'd like him to have to do jumping jacks for the KKK. All right. Okay, she said it. Uh, And so then basically he's like, well, you know, the army could use some help this time this year. And it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a comedic moment because we're supposed to be like, what, the military? And it's like, no, 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 not the military. The the hate group. Yeah. (laughs) I understand why you were confused. They call themselves an army even though they do not defend people. They, in fact, do the opposite. (laughs) <laughs> they actively harm people. Yeah, but not with weapons like army people confused. do. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're, they're, they do the whole big c- comedy reveal where he's like, the army, I can't go to the army. And then they, we cut to a sign for the Salvation Army. What? What? Salvation Army. And he says, I thought this was a thrift store. It's like, mm, it would be nice. It would be way better right. if it was and a thrift store. And I wrote store. in my notes when he said, I thought this was a thrift store. I wrote, no, it's a hate group. Common mistake because they sell shirts. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes, fuck, this is only 22 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, this, there's we're a lot only of my 22 notes that are like 40 minutes left, <laughs> right. 30 minutes left, 29 minutes left. So he goes inside and I guess Fly Guy is practicing his giant tuba that's not a tuba what is that the fucking it, it was either a tuba, tuba. or a euphonium it's but a tuba. i think it was a tuba i'm pretty sure it's a tuba gigantic looks, looks fucking tuba, big to be a tuba yeah. Yeah. um he's clearly like a ten thousand dollar silver tuba at his 501c charity yeah. <laughs> i wonder where the and money he, and he's horrible from. he absolutely could, does not justify his tuba we no, help uh, the poor we help the poor don't worry about it we're <laughs> the poor. soup kitchen um so hey and by the way i just want to point out that um this burnt science classroom skeletons office is decorated in the theme of racism because he's got african masks and geisha masks. it's just look at take a moment if you watch this movie it's on netflix pause he's they were basically like i don't know how do black people like stuff they like like their stuff right what do you mean their stuff i don't know stuff from africa sure give it to was one of them a guy fox mask I thought he had like a like an African themed Guy Fox mask was one of the things. I am gonna have to rewatch this scene. Holy shit! I wasn't getting anything anywhere near all of the juice out of this one. Um, so he sits down in the in in Fly Guy's office to decide what like he's gonna have to do uh, with, for the Salvation Army, which is pretty bizarre that if you think about it, that this judge has now sentenced him to work for let, let's set aside the anti LGBT hate group, but clearly a Christian group. The Salvation Army, like right. so, he's been sentenced uh, to to Christianity, to a religion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, exactly. To be fair, if I ever do something bad and someone wants to punish me, sentencing me to a religion is a really great way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> credit where credits due. If someone was like, "You have to be t- uh, Christian for two weeks," I'd be like, "Nah, man, can I go to jail? I would love some jail. Get a nice plump tushy. They'll love yeah, me in exactly. there." And then we get uh, Kmart reference number eleven. Right. Check. He's there, and so he shows up for his duty, and he is dressed like a member of ISIS, because that's how yeah. he feels he's going to get. And listen, comedy where comedies do, that was kind of funny. He shows up yeah, in his ski, ski mask, mask on, right. and he's upset yeah. by it. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't want people to see him. 
And so Major Lloyd won't let him wear the ski mask because it would scare people away. Um, and he also gives him the little apron, and he's like, "I don't have. I didn't know I had to wear an apron." He's like, "You are my bitch. You address how I tell you to dress. You better have all my money, not some, not no. most, not half." So, and, and then I, I love this line too. He says to him, "He's like, oh, and make sure you say Merry Christmas to everyone." Especially right. at the Jews. If they look Jewish, say it really <laughs> loud. Follow yeah. around a little bit. Here you go. A uh, charity for the year. $1,000. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, uh. Look at that happy holidays bullshit. If you get any Jew gold in the kettle, it ruins the whole batch. Ruins the whole batch. I, that whole day. Do you want to spin a top to see how much I give? No. No one wants to do that. <laughs> going to give all my money to Bernie Sanders now. There you go. <laughs> No, I'm just oh. kidding, guys. It's twenty dollar donations. That's how he's doing it. <laughs> doing it three nickels at a time. <laughs> and then we get the referee, right? That whose nosy broke with the basketball shows up while he's ringing the bell at Kmart and starts filming him with his video camera, which is illegal. In fact, hell. much more illegal than hitting someone by accident with a basketball. <laughs> it's much showing up yes. to mock someone during their court mandated community service and filming them is. Th- uh, a- infinitely more illegal than uh, I'm so mad. Ooh, you hurt my nose. Well, and what is the? I mean, do they think that like the courts would tell this guy where they had sentenced him to do the community service or something? Like he just goes in, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I want to go watch that guy be miserable that hit me in the face with the thing by accident." No problem. Would you like a fire stick to poke him with, sir? <laughs> <laughs> After all, here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> And so now we got to cut to that, you know, the scene where he's like eating Ben and Jerry's on the couch while crying at detergent commercials. Oh, everything's so bad. He's actually got himself wrapped up in a blanket yeah, he, and shit. He's, he's eating, yeah, I, th- I thought it was soup or maybe, yeah, maybe ice cream with a, a blanket on. He looks like, like a hobo in a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something. Yes. Like, upgrade to a slanket, bro. Or maybe <laughs> an entire shirt even. It's like, you know, like a blanket with... With arms and a torso. Yeah, it's shaped a, just like... Yeah, he's got a blanket eating. on. I was like, oh, is little Nell dead? You had to stand outside in the cold for 20 minutes? <laughs> got fucking tuberculosis? Now, it, it, now, what he's watching that's got him so depressed is Leslie doing the, the, the sports cast that he used to do. And I got to say, I mean, she's just as bad as him, but she looks better doing it. She so. does look much better. And his wife comes in. She goes, oh, you poor thing. You know what you'd make would make you feel better? And I'm like, mm-hmm, bead your <laughs> clock. But no, he, she's just like, go put these fucking angels on that ceiling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, you're feeling depressed. Well, you know what? It's the middle of the night and icy. No better time to climb on the roof. Also, there's a very strange moment here where she goes, go put him on the roof. And he's like, okay, I'll go put him on the roof, even though I feel sick and I've been punished all day. And she's like, do it now. Like, there's this pause. And she's like, <laughs> right, do right. It like he's try- he tries to go back to his soup. Yeah, and he and doesn't get to like- finish his soup. And listen, I am at the beck and call of my fiance and proud of it. But I get to finish my soup. All right, right. I'll go. <laughs> I need to finish my soup. That's the hill I die on, and that's the hill Bruce should die on as well. You'd be like, I'll go fucking put angel. If my fiance right now was like, go hang angels on the ceiling of our apartment, I'd be like, okay, but I'm finishing my soup. In the finishing <laughs> <laughs> no, delicious. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna finish my soup if the request is hand me the remote. But if it's like. Go put on your boots and your coat and your scarf and your hat. Get the fucking ladder out. Climb on the roof. Hook shit up. Yeah, you get yeah. to finish the fucking soup. 
so we get him doing that, and then he, and he's looking over at his neighbor's yard. Of course, his neighbors are out Christmasing them, right. but they don't have they haven't incorporated this year's theme, which is bells. So he seems like he seems like you know pretty confident that they're a bunch of fuck ups. <laughs> right. And by the way, based on my experience with Christian movies so far. These neighbors are definitely going to watch Bruce destroy a laptop with a baseball bat the next oh, time. Yeah, absolutely. Every, <laughs> Fun every fact, they are the children masturbation of the uh, scene. neighbors yeah. from Fireproof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's all a multiverse, guys. It's all a multiverse. It's like Marvel. Yeah, right. <laughs> they all tie back in. I just can't wait till the Avengers version of Christian movies where we get all of these characters coming together to fight against uh, social justice or whatever it is. Right. And then we... Cut back to Kmart, where we meet a girl whose character description in the script was undoubtedly Adderall and Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, I, I got to say, this chick, first of all, I fucking loved. I, I, I don't know. Just something about her. Just she was so goddamn cute. Oh, yeah. This this woman is a squirter, and she doesn't even know it. What? A waste. Yeah, what? If I had a three waste. wishes, I would fuck this girl three times. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> And I love that she's like, because she's supposed to be the whole like kind of like whatever annoying, hee hee hee, we're going to do so good and blah, blah, blah. And she says at one point, she says, um, I've talked everyone into uh, everyone from Bible study into coming. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I guarantee her Bible study is her and four geeky dudes trying to fuck her. Right. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Jennifer, that sounds so fun. That's crazy. Like, would it just be you and me? No, everyone's going to be there. Great. So, so great. (laughs) <laughs> it's like four dorks all trying to stay longer than the other guys. Yeah, that, that's what I had in my in my, in my head. They all end up um, looking like the end of The Shining, just blue and frozen. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, and then in Deuteronomy, uh, so, and then now I guess uh, is when Bruce first realizes that this is a competition, right? Mm-hmm. That that like there's a reward for whoever collects the most money in the kettle. So now we get the scene where he's wandering around like he's fucking strong arming people into putting money in the kettle and ringing the bell in their face and breaking their ankles and shit. Using the homeless window washer technique on cars as they drive by. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Also, I just want to point out one fantastic moment that happens in this, uh, in this sequence of him like uh, chasing people down and making them give money. There's a moment where an extra and he's wearing this weird Christmas sweater. If you watch this movie, the entire film is worth this. Walks out and is supposed to ignore him. But this guy does <laughs> yeah. not belong on camera because he walks like he has never used his leg to propel himself right. forward before. He's a fat guy in a sweater. He has a completely dead face and he walks like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Come on, Brian. Left foot, right foot. How many feet do I have? Have left foot, right foot. <laughs> line? You he, don't have a line. Just he walk. He literally looks like I look when I'm really fucking high and there's a cop there and I'm going, how does sober people walk? How does sober people <laughs> yes. walk? Fuck. Oh, I just want to – It's it, you know what it is? He is walks the way I buy cereal when I'm super high. It's just like I would like <laughs> – hi, I'd like to order two cereals. Sir, you don't order cereal. You're high again. Okay. Remind me which aisle it's in. This is a deli, sir. There's one wall. <laughs> All right, I would like two, please. Again, you do not order, sir. All right. Will that be $100? No. Yes. So then, of course, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Fly Guy shows up to stop him and explain to him that that's not what it's all about. 
Bruce. It's not about chasing people down and hitting them with the bell and then just taking their money. It's about like staring at them and making them feel guilty until they put money in your right. In and your it's account. not like he tackles anyone. So I want to take a moment to point out. He says, "I'm already up to five hundred bucks or something." Five hundred mm-hmm. bucks is huge. That's uh, at re- Kmart, yeah, in a real charity. Like I don't think. Listen, I, I'm sure they'd be like, you know, tone it down a little bit. But I think they'd also be like, hey, man, that's fucking amazing. You just raised five hundred dollars for charity. I think they wouldn't be like, no, no, no. You got to make like twelve dollars and just mildly irritate people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like there's a non-annoying way to do what he's doing either. Right. I, I also love the idea that the Christian group doesn't use intimidation. Right. You sure about that, guys? We don't do sure, that. Have you fear heard of that? Yeah, that's Jesus's job. Right. And now we get the strangest, and I want to plant a flag, the strangest description of Christianity I oh. have ever heard in a Christian movie. Especially because, like, he's trying to, like, get, get him to a certain answer with rhetorical questions, or not rhetorical questions, but with leading questions. And but Bruce just keeps having answers, so he has to go through eleven of them. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, "So what did Jesus do? And why would Jesus do that? And how did Jesus do that? And when did Jesus do that? And where? And with whom did Jesus? You know, it, it, to to finally get around to just Jesus's love. This is unless like, you don't give him a fig when he asks. This for is one. like if Socrates's <laughs> brother was hanging out in his office once, and someone walked in, and they were like, "Are you Socrates?" And he was like, "I sure am." How? What man is? <laughs> God, this is harder than he thought. Oh. Are Do you know the Muppet so Man? <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, he says, what did Jesus do? And he says, he defeated evil. Yeah, like what? What? <laughs> That's Batman. Batman <laughs> defeated evil. That's not how you Common describe mistake. yours. I've never heard a Christian before this movie go, oh, what did Jesus do? He defeated evil. What? No, I think I think Jesus is supposed to defeat evil sometime in the future. Um, it's just about to happen. Exactly. Any, any minute, any minute, according to Matthew. Right. Um, so, and then, apparently, now that he likes doing the bell ringing thing, they won't let him do that anymore, because I guess it's not punishment, and they hate joy. So now they sentence him instead to sort the applications for Christmas help. Right. Which, I don't know, listen, I don't know anything about the Salvation Army. Um, but is that a thing? Like you apply to the Salvation Army and they yes. go like, hmm, let's see, do you deserve food? Absolutely. Now this is, that, that I think is a super huge key on this is it, the fact of the matter is ch- private charities, charities, especially church run charities that have ulterior motives and shit like the Salvation Army, but private charities in general are not a good way to help poor people. Right? They're an inconsistent way. And, and then you, you end up having to have some fucking guy who was sentenced by an imaginary court in La La Land, uh, deciding who gets help and who doesn't. Right? That's why we have, that's why like social institutions to do this shit are so important. And that's why these Christian groups that are like, well, fuck the, you know, uh, or the, the, the Christian right folks that are like, you know, fuck social security, fuck this, fuck that, fuck Medicare. Uh, uh, you know, I'll just give to my church. It doesn't work like that. And this is fucking why because you have to like write an application to it like versus like oh if you meet these for particular criteria and you get the fucking benefits right do you think that the muslim kids that are poor are going to the christian group to apply right exactly so the food stamps office is just like all right so i'm gonna need you to fill out this form to make sure that you deserve a merry christmas <laughs> <All> right <laughs> 
Um, by the way, if people are looking for a good way to donate to charity, just gonna say 911truthers.org are having a <laughs> fundraiser right now. They got a little Kickstarter going on, guys, and I'm just trying to get the truth out there. There are thermite charts in the show notes to this episode. No, there aren't. Uh, so, so and, 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 but now what we're supposed to get out of this scene is because the fucking zombie black man made him read a bunch of these applications. Now he understands what the Salvation Army is all about. And now they're friends because, you know, he read an application about a kid that wanted basketball shoes. Right. Well, here's the crazy thing. He walks in and he goes, you know, those are confidential. And he's like, yeah, I read them anyway. And that's it. That's no yeah. one goes like, hey, man, don't do that. What do you mean you read them <laughs> so anyway? That's confidential a- means is that you don't. Right. Do that. Also, who did he pass over that he wasn't moved by? Some kid was like, and then Stepdad used to come in at midnight and tell me that, oh, no, 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 I skipped this one. Hey, this kid likes basketball. <laughs> <laughs> basketball shoes for Andre. Which, to which fucking uh, uh, Major Lieutenant General Lloyd says, well, let's hope he's not gay and maybe he'll get some <laughs> of them basketball shoes. Exactly. If he is gay, though, we're going to send him to a therapist who will kill him. <laughs> or at least assist. Um, and then we get, um, you know, in case you weren't getting the whole his life's in the shitter message, we're now going to reinforce it with another scene of him, you know, getting home and, and, and his house isn't decorated enough and the other house is. And now we learn that even people won't even hire his wife's decorating service because they all know about the basketball in the face issue. Right. Yeah, exactly. His life is ruined. <laughs> you can't trust a decorator if she's married to a convicted dribbler. Which, it's by no the good. way, if we know anything about Christians, it's the more horrendous they act publicly, the more likely they are to get the support of their fellow Christians. <laughs> right. Oh, why couldn't exactly. you have fucked the neighbor's kids? This whole basketball thing is just ruining <laughs> my business. But if you had refused to newscast about gay people, we would have gotten a Kickstarter all to ourselves. <laughs> Our Indiegogo would be in the millions. But unfortunately, all he did was basketball a ref by accident. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have to re-reinforce that exact same message by going back to the news studio to see how great Leslie's doing. And I just want to mention that the anchor now clearly wants Leslie to piss in his mouth. Oh, He could not make that more obvious. That is very clearly a <laughs> subplot of this movie that they cut. Uh, because, so this is where he meets, uh, his boss. Well, no, he doesn't meet his boss, but we get, to, and this is who I call newsman Russell Crowe. Okay, I can uh, see it. Because yeah. he's okay. been demoted, so now he has to go cover bowling. Right, and, and it might not even make the air. Yeah, and this is where we learned the, we learned about this earlier, but just, just cause the movie really wants us to know, the black guy from earlier, Derek Jensen, doesn't like the press, doesn't nope. do interviews. No, he he is the Heisman Trophy winner, and he doesn't do interviews. That's likely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So what did you like doing interviews? No touchy, no touchy. You have to come out and do interviews. You're the Heisman. You won a true. It's not up to you. You don't get to just – that's not a thing. Football players don't get to just be like, no, thank you. (laughs) Well, and and then – well, Marshawn Lynch makes it it work. But I I also noticed – He doesn't not give interviews. He just doesn't answer. All about that action, boss. He's just an asshole the whole time. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I I like that – okay, so what they're setting up here is that Derek Jensen is – everybody's trying to get a Derek Jensen interview, and whoever can get the Derek Jensen interview will get the job at the sports desk that he used to have and now Leslie has because that's how – those types of things work. So now he has to get the interview with Derek Jensen. That's now going to be a major theme of this stupid fucking movie. Right. 
Uh, so he goes on Facebook. The next scene we see is him going on Facebook to stalk Derek Jensen and his yeah. mother. Like, what? <laughs> like, oh, I know. I want an inter- As though reporters, A, wouldn't already have his address through other means. Like, I don't think I, – I don't know about reporting. I don't think Facebook is what Tom Brokaw went to first. <laughs> Check her Twitter. Well- What's even weirder is that the wife is like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm stalking Derek Jensen. He's like, oh, you should find his mom and talk to her. And I'm just like, okay, you're supporting this? This is – you're okay with this. Okay. And Why not? This is where Jason comes home and Jason, because he wanted to go to church two days ago but wasn't allowed to and then got embarrassed at the – at the basketball game, he's now a member of the fucking Greasers. He's now Stay Golden Pony Boy. He's like, whatever. His parents come over and they're like, how was your day? And he's like, fuck Ooh. you, mom. And they're like, all right, what do you want for dinner? You dick. I want your dick in my fucking face for dinner. It's just this character could not – this could not be a worse performance of angry teenager. Yeah, he, he just starts answering in cliches. Dad's like, where were you? He's like – I learned it by watching you. <laughs> I don't want your life. A carton of cigarettes. Cut. Cut. You can't just quote other movies when you forget your lines. She said not- that I could. She said that I could quote the other movies. Especially High School Musical 2. <laughs> Come on, Jason. You promised you weren't going to sing. Not singing. I'm talking. <laughs> With notes in the background. Now, I, I think we should point this out, too. Okay, well, obviously we have to because it's the next scene. But Major Lloyd has invited them to all come as a family to the soup kitchen or whatever, the food bank drive thing or whatever. And so this is also the point where he says, hey, Jason, daughter whose name never really gets established, wife, similarly. Um, <laughs> it's just like the Bible. None of the women have names in this movie. I'm sure right. they did. But he says, hey, guys, you, you know, we got invited to do this thing with this food bank. Does everybody want to go? And now that gets Jason excited. That's what the, your your bitchy teenage son oh, that doesn't want to talk to you really hopes for idea of is that you'll drive. volunteer him to go work at a goddamn food bank at the Salvation Army because that's what really gets opens him right up. Good look, guys. Listen, I don't know about everyone else. I don't know about our listeners, but when I rebelled, and I had a rebellious phase as a teenager sure. you could not keep me away from unicef i was just there <laughs> every night organizing folders unblinding children what did they do I'm not quite sure what they do yeah yeah so they all go to the food drive as one big happy family and I, there's a there's another like subtle reinforcement of the gay relationship concept here with jason mm-hmm. because when um he introduces like uh, bruce introduces his family to major lowell major lowell and jason have this sort of little you know moment where they're like oh we know something you don't know yeah, like they have a we're before. fucking moment yeah, they have a we're fucking moment it's clearly <laughs> a we're fucking moment and i would imme- i immediately wanted the movie to grind to a halt and have him be like hey man why did you just have like a nod check in with my kid are you fucking my son you wrapping it up? Okay, good. Good to know. All right. <laughs> That's very clearly wanna, what they have. We don't want to say this publicly because the Salvation Army would probably fire you. Right. And then uh, Marsha Warfield's retarded daughters tell them to all have fun. And again, we're supposed to be learning that Bruce is a terrible guy because he's really excited. Right. He's really excited and he turns it into a race-ish? Yeah. 
Yeah. So like when 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 they're giving him like the sort of this is what we're doing talk, he's going like, all right, come on. And everybody's just looking at him like this guy is a complete fucking asshole. And can we point out everyone else in this room looks like a dead, empty potato chip of a person. (laughs) Like he's like, yeah, let's get some charity going on. Let's have some fun. And everyone else is like, put food in basket. Go home. Sleep. Wake up. More food. More basket. Sleep. I'm like, I would I would rather be in a charity with Bruce than these empty husks. Oh, sure. Fucking sure. cast of they live is in the food pantry <laughs> with him, and uh, this is this is the part where he gets into the engagement with like a ten year old bitchy girl. Well, wait, let's point out the ten year old bitchy girl is like, "Hey, it's that guy from the viral video. Let's get him." So she gives her right. friend her phone, instructs her to film, and then steals his flower. Which, because Bruce is a, is a schizophrenic, not over competitive, is a fucking psychopath, he proceeds to fight with her over. Yeah. <laughs> like have a tug of war. Is anyone, okay, so when you've got the dad yanking on one end of the bag of flour and the little girl yanking on the other end, is there anyone anywhere? That's like, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I actually had, I have a bunch of ideas as to what could have happened that would have been better when the bag ripped open. So the first thought was, it rips open and it's just spiders. Thousands, millions of spiders <laughs> come pouring out into the eyes and the ears of everyone there. The and rest that's of the where the rapture starts, yeah. <laughs> Pulls the bag open. There's a baby, a dead baby inside the bag. Oh, God. Third, final one, opens it, just semen comes splashing out all over the little girl's hands and her shoes. And then some guy comes forward and he goes, my comb collection. <laughs> See, now what I expected to happen was that they were going to, the bag was going to rip. The little girl was going to fall down. She was going to twist her ankle. He was going to get sued for that. And then he was going to be sentenced to uh, walk across the bottom of the ocean to raise money for the uh, for ISIS. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I was expecting. But that didn't happen. Instead, uh, the flower rips open and he splashes it all over himself. And in the worst kind of like, I mean, like this guy clearly doesn't know how to do fucking physical comedy because he like basically he rips it open and then pours it over his fucking head. Yeah, it rips open. It's one, two. Three. Then he pours flour over it. It's yeah, like a fucking right. share video. I was like, hey, man, you okay? You getting all dusted up? Also, I'm just curious. Um, what the fuck is a homeless person going to do with a 20-pound bag of flour? <laughs> going to fucking spackle their cardboard box with it? What are these? Why are they handing out giant bags of flour, these people? They don't have ovens. They're not baking complex. What? So, But now here's the twist, y'all. Derek Jensen was at this particular food drive the whole time, and somehow a guy who does sports casting for a living didn't recognize the Heisman Trophy winner standing three tables away until fucking Generalissimo Lloyd points him out and says, oh, y'all, we want to congratulate Derek Jensen, who's hanging out at our food drive, for getting that Heisman Trophy or whatever. He's a shining light for the Lord. Derek is black Jesus. Yeah, this was very, again, also, Derek at this point in the movie has not spoken. So I'm like, can Derek not speak? And then he just walks out. Right? He's like, he's like, you know, congratulations, Derek has to leave, but we just want to say how proud we are of him, blah, blah, blah. And everybody claps and he just kind of nods. Not even a thank you, just kind of nods and walks out. What? And as much as I wanted the movie to just end right there, it would have been mystical. We wouldn't have known what was going on. It stubbornly refused. So we're going to take a well-earned intermission. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. 
Will Bruce learn his lesson about not being good at stuff? Will the gays just be celibate like the Salvation Army's official position suggests on its fucking website still to this day? Have I gone back to the well one too many times on the hard sell bit? Find out the answer to some of these questions or less when we return for the unsighting conclusion of Silver Bells. All rise, the Honorable Ju- uh, We're not, uh, I guess we're not doing that bit. Okay, never mind. Um, I guess uh, nothing then, just... Welcome to court. All right. Guys, let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh, Mr. Dern? Uh, that's me. I see here you feloniously dribbled a basketball that unintentionally hit Mr. Jackson in the face. Uh, that I did, yes. Mm, what are we thinking, guys? Electric chair? Guillotine? Uh, I'm sorry, shouldn't there be witnesses or something we were thinking like uh like a jump rope-a-thon for the kkk something Ooh, like I, that i like that, that. that's cool that's a cool thing your honor oh i'm sorry who are you i'm the daughter of the accused oh and why are you here the producers felt like the movie needed a young female with no character arc i see you are doing that 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 is what you are i just wanted to let you know that my dad definitely did it hey yeah i know i already saw the youtube video well how, how, how the fuck is that admissible I'm sorry, I've never heard that. Is that a word you made up just now for you? I was thinking maybe maybe we could make him wear a sandwich board to raise money for the American Nazi Party. Would that... He's in. I, I am not. Sorry, she already, she already said, said you're in. Yeah, exactly. No, that is not how court works. Are you sure you don't want to fine him, Judge? What? what? Good call. What about a bazillion dollars? That would be about we were right. We're thinking maybe a real number. Ten billion? Four billion. Eight billion. Six billion. Seven billion dollars. Sold to the gentleman in the left-hand corner. I, 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 I object. I object. Too late. Already hit the little hammer thing. Now, go get your sandwich board before I hold you in contempt and make you sell lemonade for the Westboro Baptist Church. Next. This sucks. And we're back for more bell ringing action. When we last saw our hero, he was getting Nickelodeon right in front of the important black man, and wouldn't you know it, <laughs> now everyone continues to hate him like they have since this fucking movie started. So nothing has changed. Nothing has happened. It's 48 minutes in. Nothing has changed. Although we do learn that the video of him uh, fighting with the little girl over a flower has gotten 18,000 hits, guys. Yeah. 18,000. <laughs> and they act like that's a really large number. The more You could not ask for a clearer sign that the person who wrote this movie calls it the YouTubes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Are you kidding? It's the most watched YouTube video of all time. It has 40... Hits? <laughs> How long's a TV show? 25? I was going to say, I took like video of storm damage outside my house a year ago. It's got more than 18,000 fucking hits. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and by the way, this scene starts with a shot of uh, one of their Christmas decorations, and it says, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. And for some reason, I just, I just pictured that angel that doesn't get wings because there was one less bell than expected. Right. All the other angels laughing in his face. <laughs> fuck you, Clarence. We're flying. <laughs> oh, fuck. Air feels so good on my it's, wings. It's fuck fun. you. I'll just jog. I'll just jog, guys. It's cool. Good cardio. Good cardio. We're all going to live forever no matter what. All right, well, I'm just saying it's good cardio. I'm also thinking like what a bitch it's got to be to be in the wing factory when the Salvation Army guys show up. It's like, oh, God damn it. They're going to be ringing that thing all Turns day. Into Lucy in the chocolate factory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would have been an entertaining scene. Far more entertaining than anything this movie had to offer. Um, so, but now the good news is now because of his celebrity, he can more effectively stalk Derek Jensen. That's so true. then 
we move on to the disturbing portion of the film where he shows up at this guy's mother's house. Right. To harass her son about doing an interview. And basically he's like, hey, I thought I could just show up to your home and talk to your son. To which she responds, I would never let my son, who runs into other people for a living, talk to someone who accidentally hurts someone's nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. Mom is so against violence that she clearly, clearly indicates that she's going to hit him with a shovel if... uh, if he doesn't leave. Yes. And just, again, in in synchronicity, I want to point out, all of our notes have the exact same thing, which is, hit him with the shovel! Hit him with the shovel! <laughs> <laughs> this is universal. If you want to know what we went through while watching this movie, it was a hope that he would get hit with a shovel. Yeah, right. Well, I only wanted that because then the mom would get sued and have to go to imaginary court and have to, like, She'd you know, whatever. She'd have to work on I... GAM. That's because she's a oh, Christian. Oh, so yeah, there you to... go. There you go. Yeah. I was thinking that she would have to, like, do strip teases to raise money for the focus on the family or something like that. I was hoping because mom was pretty hot. Mom was pretty hot. Mom is also incredibly young. She's she had the same Derek. age she's... as the kid, yeah. Oh, yeah. She had Derek when she was zero years old. <laughs> she was he born pregnant. Her male clone, one can only see. <laughs> she does not like reporters. No, she doesn't. All. She yeah. seems to hold them about where Americans hold atheists and rapists. <laughs> yeah, apparently a six-fingered reporter killed her, her husband. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a, uh, not a good place for you her. You kill my father. Yeah, Prepare exactly. to die. So then we get more of, uh, hey, Bruce, you were, so he was late because he did that. Yeah, right, right, exactly. He's late, well, he's late for his bell ringing. Yeah. Yeah. And the struck match that is the protagonist of this movie is very disappointed in him for that. (laughs) So they come back home and the daughter's home and then, and then tragedy strikes. The real tragedy of this movie, guys. (laughs) Right. Because someone has destroyed their Christmas decorations and teepeed their house. Now, listen, I don't know if you guys remember the, like, uh, raid of the ghetto scene from Schindler's List. I found it very hard to watch, but it was nothing compared to this. No trigger warning or anything. I was not ready. I wasn't prepared. (laughs) And then they had racial epithets spray painted on the ground like quitter. Yeah. Quitta. It was quitta with an A. Which, by the way, how much money would I pay for that to watch those guys? So we're going to learn it's Jason's basketball team in a second. Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. Uh, But how much would I love to watch that meeting? What what should we put in the ground? I don't know. Let's call him like a fucker. I mean, come on. Tone it down a little. Uh, (laughs) Asshole? No. No, How about about a quitter? No, that's that's too harsh. (laughs) How about something like fun? Like quitta? (laughs) Oh, what are you? Some kind of quitta? I All right, quitter. man. I mean, we we did destroy their property. Yeah, but like, I don't want to add hurtful language to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like mom these. is devastated. Her fucking angels are gone. Her fucking Christmas lights are gone. Shit has really hit the fan. And this is when we learn that the reason that their house has been attacked is because Jason quit the basketball team. Jason was so ashamed at his father's behavior Mm-hmm. That he no longer likes basketball and quit the team, which sent his team into a murderous rage. <laughs> Pitchforks and torches he's and all. He's ripped off his letter. Like, he's ripped it off like it's a fucking patch ceremony from the Civil War. Like, you suck! <laughs> Tie him backwards to a mule and kick it into the desert. Like Gladiator cutting off the sign of the Legionnaires and shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm a son of anarchy now. I can't wear that. <laughs> 
So now we cut to him at Kmart again, because like I said, it's work and then home and then Kmart and then work and then home and Kmart. So we're back at Kmart and uh, Major Lowell shows up to congratulate him because his all his community service is done. Right. To which he says, I didn't think you'd stick it out. It was court ordered, dumbass. Right. Like the other option was like, what are you saying about how bad it sucks to volunteer for the Salvation Army that you're saying? Oh, I thought you'd choose jail over this shit. Yeah, it's going to get the death penalty otherwise in this universe. So <laughs> I thought you would take your own life. That's what happens a lot. <laughs> we come in, we find them hanging from the rafters. <laughs> Anyways, this is our fabulous facility. Let's take a tour. And this is where the commercial for Salvation Army really yes. begins. <laughs> yeah, so he takes him to the fucking evil fucking Salvation Army NORAD, apparently. Tax-exempt, enormous building that fucks over your public school's budget. Yeah, that's the one. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing we see, by the way, the very first thing is an indoor waterfall. Listen, <laughs> here's the thing. I don't claim to be a charity, but if I ever did, if I ever did anything for charity, I would not greet people with an indoor waterfall with people's faces carved into it like fucking magic. And here you can see we have the levitating faces of the people who gave us even more tax-free money that's, than we already... That's, that's evil layer. I mean, that's what you find at the front of a fucking evil... It's an evil layer foyer. Yeah, that exactly. they have. That's a volcano Absolutely. layer. Yes, you know sexy guards will snap your necks with their thighs right? if you're gonna have a vol- if you're gonna have a fucking see-through volcano with pictures of people in it. Should be fucking Komodo dragons with fucking war armor on in front of that thing. Yeah. So and here's the thing: Heifer International's headquarters are in New York, and they're my favorite charity. And I've been there, and it looks like a goddamn shithole. And you know why? It's just they're to. constantly giving all their money right. away. <laughs> it's like a shitty office. I was like, where do I get coffee? And they were like, I don't know, Starbucks? Why? Why would we have coffee here? We're trying to feed people. <laughs> right. Right. And now the reason that we're here, by the way, is because uh, dad has bitched about, oh, my son doesn't love me and he quit his basketball team and he just doesn't seem to care about anything. And now we're going to find out that what Jason has really been doing with his time is coaching the little kid basketball team at the Scientology Center instead of his... um high school basketball shit. <laughs> right, exactly. So Jason's secret, the reason why he's been acting like he's fucking Jason Bourne yeah. is because he's been volunteering at the Salvation Army. Yeah, mm-hmm. and didn't want anybody to know about it. If I don't fart in an elevator, I turn around to everybody in it and go, hey guys, I just want you to know I didn't fart. If you want to applaud, I won't blame you. <laughs> There's no way a teenage boy would be like secretly volunteering for the Salvation Army. Right. <laughs> Also, here's where we meet Andre Knight. Now, this yeah. is the kid. He's the star kid of uh, Jason's basketball team. And it just so happens he's the same kid who wrote the application to the Salvation Army uh, about how he wanted basketball shoes. What are the odds? Zero. Right. The odds are zero. That ex ex absolutely can't happen. I wanted him to say, hey, I read your please help me, I'm poor file. <laughs> your confidential, nobody will ever read it file. Yeah, right. exactly. And then we get some Jesus, which I got to admit, at this point, there hadn't been quite enough Jesus in the movie. I was starting to get worried. But then, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Pimp Daddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fly Guy. Guard, yeah, yeah exactly. He says, guy. you need to humble yourself to the Lord and starts quoting Matthew. So we, we get a fair dose of Jesus. Right, right. And basically, the message that he's sending uh, to Bruce is, hey, look, man, your court-ordered hours are over, but if you like, I could drive this all through your ear at the door jam. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, that's an option. 
So, and then we go to the, uh, to afterwards, we go to the heart to heart with Jason where he's asking, like, you know, why did you quit your team and why didn't you tell me you were volunteering? And I guess Jason's reason is because, um, you're a dick, dad, and I don't like you. You're a dick. And he's like, yeah, but what about schools? And he's like, it's fine. An athletic scholarship is the same thing as volunteering at the local Salvation Army. And yeah. everyone in the world was like, oh, no, it's not, champ. <laughs> no, it really isn't. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry. How many full scholarships do you offer for people who uh, go to the Salvation Army and uh, help kids with basketball? Zero? Zero? Oh, Oh. Oh, okay. Shame. Shame. Uh, Whoops. Learned that too late. So now again, look, it's it's work home fucking Kmart. So we're back at Kmart. And this is where the ref that had his nose broken shows up to like try to rub it in on him. But now he's there because he wants to be there, not because he's court ordered to be there. Right. So, ha ha. Right. And they ba- the ref's basically like, hey, did I ruin your life? And he's like, oh, yes. Yes, you did. You ruined my entire life because I accidentally hit you in the nose with a basketball. And he's like, okay, good talk. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but don't forget to give us money before you right. go. And then he's like, all right, here you go. Here's a dollar. Yeah. Bruce actually asked him. He goes, uh, did you get that check I sent to pay for your medical bills, your Single strip of white tape to get the money I sent you yeah. for that? I was like, yeah, it was three strips, and yes, I did. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I had to replace so it you know, twice. I also bought aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the uh, the shucks Bruce, you're okay after all scene with his boss, because apparently, even though they demoted him, he's doing a good job instead of just waving his dick at the camera like apparently they thought he was going to do. Right. And man, would I love that. I would love if every time I had gotten demoted in my life, someone had come and said, hey, Eli, you're being a real champ about this. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to, hey, Eli, you can't come in the Starbucks. And I was like, get your hands off me. You're not a real cop. It's a long story. I don't want to bring it up here. Talk to David Manning. I think we all know. I was told this was an eggnog latte. (laughs) No. And then, okay, so... Actually, I have a disease, so it's only for the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I'm very sick. I'm very, very sick, guys. Some shit you can't cure with an antibiotic. That's all I'm saying. Some it's, you can't. Most you can't. It's all right. It's all right. They're still sacred. Um, right. So now we get the... Honestly, this is this is the good moment in the movie. I, I was actually fairly impressed with the writers here, because now what Bruce does, now that he's got his boss all happy... He's like, uh, hey, can I borrow a cameraman? And then he takes uh, the cameraman and interviews the little kid basketball team. Right. Well, actually, he just interviews Andre, which well, is kind right, of a right. dick move. Yeah, kind of. He's like, I'm here for the win. And then all the kids are like, is it my turn? He's like, no, 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 I'm done. This is the poor kid who wants shoes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it is a sweet I scene. I only though, have man. sympathy for him. <laughs> this is this is the least terrible movie we've watched, and this is the least terrible moment in the least terrible movie. It's still terrible. Yeah. <laughs> credit where credit's due. But it's the kind of thing that, you know, like if that's if, if, if this is the denouement of a of – a, like Hallmark movie, you'd go, okay, yeah, no, I oh, see, I, I, I get where we were going. Exactly. And, uh, and now also Jason has rejoined his basketball team like a good boy because the Salvation Army has made Bruce into a good dad. Right. Uh, so he comes to practice because Jason has, has like rejoined the team. He comes to right. practice. Bru- Bruce does. Dad does. Yeah. The entire basketball team all of a sudden has autism. He shows up and they're like, <laughs> no, no touch. <laughs> no touch. <laughs> They, the, if you just showed me this scene out of context and you were like, Eli, for a thousand dollars, what did Bruce do to this basketball team? I'd be like, fuck them? Mercury <laughs> poisoning? <laughs> During a game, he fucked them all. So then he, 
then he volunteers. He's like, what happens if you guys lose a game? We run suicides, which what a terrible way to coach. But anyways, what happens if you're the reason you lost the game? We run suicides. So he volunteers to run 20 suicides. Right. And keep in mind, this guy's like 55 years old or something. Like, mm. they, like this is – I was so convinced he was just going to die. Oh, yeah. I was I, – I, billionaire money, this movie, shot for shot, except he falls down and shits himself. And they're all like, oh, credits. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Probably should have let him get off with five also, suicides. Out, there is nothing I could do to a basketball team that I would run suicides for them. I could hit the coach <laughs> and his baby daughter with my car, and I would not run suicides. Like, you know, we just would feel better if you run suicides. I'd be like, oh, how about a pizza party? Who wants to <laughs> I can buy you stuff. And, and by the way, I'm not trying to be a dick. I get he's like 55 years old or whatever, but... He's not touching the line on the floor. Those don't count. That's not a – believe – to take it from a fat kid that played basketball, they always make you run extra if you don't touch the line on the floor. Yeah. Yep. And you're, you're always on the skins team for shirts and skins because it's fucking mean. And, and, <laughs> and True story. I, also, I got a note to get out of gym that said I was susceptible to colds. I never did gym class after that. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year I would go into the library and the gym teacher who knew my dad was like, so you're going to write a report on sports. And I'd be like, sports are fun. And he'd be like, great. I don't know how to read. That's why I'm a fucking gym teacher. (laughs) We're done here. (laughs) Well, and I also want to point out, first of all, in this scene that we basically watch him run all 20 of these suicides. It just for an incredibly long time. We're watching this. And then he does not die on the court like Hank gathers, which, yeah, it would have been so much better. But then instead they give him a goddamn slow clap. Slow clap. (laughs) Yep. The fucking basketball team gives him a fucking slow clap. Right. Oh, this goddamn fucking movie. All right. So, uh, and, and then, then we cut to them handing out stuff to needy families. You know, it's, it's dad and it's son and it's, uh, you know, lieutenant general major fucking joint. Right. Chief. Uh, but, but they're not doing that with everybody. They just decide to do that with Andre's family. And Andre's family, the stage directions must have been poor orphans with their faces pressed to glass. Cause that's, <laughs> there's 85 kids in this family and they're fucking Dickensian. They've got smudges on them. They're all chimney sweeps Working and shit. Working down at yeah. the factory, governor. <laughs> and then of course Andre comes out and he gives him a big hug and he's like, thank you, coach. And listen, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm just saying if there's a kid in this movie that's ripe for sexual abuse it's andre <laughs> andre <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you get a vibe off him you're like okay dude, that's the kid to pick he's, hey, if you he's, were going he's poor, to pick he's a kid, attractive d- yeah, d- yeah exactly. to choose one all right <laughs> but, and it, it, this again it makes absolutely no sense what they're doing they, they show up with these baskets of whatever and the kids Flower. are like uh we're <laughs> extremely cold. Can we have your jackets or something? <laughs> no, maybe you just cover yourselves in this baking flour. Maybe. No, but I've got a paper I've got mache four jackets apples for and a yourselves. banana for you. Yeah. I've got a pineapple you'll have to gnaw your way through like an animal out in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> there is literally a pineapple in one of the baskets, which considering that this is a poor family who probably doesn't have access to like pineapple opening equipment, means there is there is they're just going to throw it at the sidewalk until it splits open. <laughs> You just eat some fucking pulp off the ground there. Yeah. Again, I'd watch that scene. I would have enjoyed that scene. So now I guess fucking chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Lowell, has decided that they've done enough that he can take them to go harass Derek Jensen. Because apparently he is good buddies with Derek Jensen, the Heisman Trophy winner, and his mom and everything. So 
he takes him over there. He takes him over there, and they they basically meet. And at first, she he basically walks him into the house, and she treats the word reporter like it means Nazi. He's oh, like, yeah. I'm here with these reporters, and she's like, Mm-mm, no, no. Yeah, no. She's and and then when Derek comes down, she's like, Derek, this man is a rapist. I mean, reporter. Same difference. Right. Wait, the same thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then there's this crazy moment. Oh, this is this is something I want to talk about. They're all calling him Major in this, and yeah, I know uh-huh. I said it a little bit at the beginning, but there's nothing more offensive to me about this movie than the fact that they just give themselves pretend ranks. What? I can't I can't stop thinking about it. Actually, why would you why what how solid brass are your balls to not fight or help people or serve in a military capacity and just be like I'm General Eli. E- right. It's like if podcasters right. just started to be like I don't know, I'll call myself Grandma. Let's see. Sam's podcast Serial's the number 1, so that's the general. And then everyone who's been on Serial, Adnan's the <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, well, and I also love that, like, you know, mom's like, oh, no, he, you can't talk to my son because you're a reporter. And then uh, Major Lloyd is like, oh, well, they packed baskets. He's like, well, shit, I guess if you pack, pack baskets, you can do it. Oh, All right. And the reason that she doesn't want him to talk to reporters, we find out, is because, quote, we've seen what happens when people go out there and talk about their beliefs. They get oh, crucified. They get crucified, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I think she's referring to Jesus. They, they, Christians have a bad habit of oh, not no. remembering, like, you know, the parts of history where they had it good. She's uh, not talking about Jesus. She's talking about Tim Tebow. Yes, yes. Yeah, Black Tim Tebow the movie. Yeah, yeah. listen, guys, let's just hope one day an athlete has the courage to admit that they're a Christian. Maybe even thank God after a game. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wonderful if Christians could be open and free for the first time in athletics? On the fucking real. But yes, they really, they're really heavy handed about that. Well, he doesn't want to talk to reporters because he's Christians and Christians hate, or reporters hate Christians. Like, oh, god damn it, fuck off. And red goddamn Starbucks cups are just a fucking kick in your nuts. Fuck off. He has a fantastic line here, which I use all the time. And I don't know which atheist in the writer room managed to get this across, but the reporter guy, Bruce, goes, I can see that your faith is very real to you. I yeah. say that all <laughs> the time. That's such a here's a cookie for not biting me line. <laughs> I love it. It's the equivalent of thank you for your honesty. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. I appreciate that you that you spoke up in the moment that you did, right. but uh Fuck off! Yeah, it, 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 it's it, it's great, and, and he, of of course that's all it takes to lock down this interview with the elusive Heisman Trophy winner. So he gets that uh, worked out. But here's the rub: his boss decides to let Sluthor conduct it instead of him. Fucking Sluthor! Good that universe bitch. and culture. How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get to the interview, though, I love this bit, uh, this moment where he's given her advice right on how to do the interview, and she yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to get him to talk, ask him about Christmas. And she responds the way you would when a guy whose job you took and wants the job back gives you really shitty advice. Right. Yeah, right. Give him some Skittles. He'll talk. Yeah, exactly. All you got to do, all you got to do Boss. is play some music and it'll go right to sleep. <laughs> Rub his belly. Rub his right, belly. Exactly. You know, where I kept expecting her to be like, you know, we're a sports show, right? What, I right. want to talk to the Heisman winner about sports, not Christmas. <laughs> and it's this bizarrely intimate sports interview to this on the couch. She's got her arm around him kind it's of thing. It's so creepy. Yeah. 
diabetic Amanda Peet. She 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 leaned in to make out with him several times during the interview. Yeah, she misread those awkwardly signals. denied each time. And Derek has severe on the spectrum autism during this interview because she's like, "So that was a fantastic play last week against State," and he's like, mm, "No." No. And then she's like, what do you want from Santa? And he's like, Mo Jesus. <laughs> well, I, and I love this too. And again, this is one that's just going to, you know, probably only the sports fans in the audience uh, are going to notice. But they also mentioned for the first time at this point that he's a wide receiver. They gave the Heisman to a wide receiver. You don't get the Heisman. What? For that, no. All right. Quick trivia question, Eli. You can you can just you know whatever like thumb through a Harry Potter book for a second or whatever. But Done. but Heath, could you could you tell me who's the last wide receiver to win a Heisman? I, I could not. Nineteen ninety one, Desmond uh, Howard. Desmond Howard. Yeah, okay. yeah, Desmond Howard. I, yeah, guys, really I just googled wide there. receiver and I had very different things come up. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you that I uh, try. I now end. have a lot more respect for the football team. I never went saw one of their games, but that is. <laughs> I'm it's just way impressed. sexier than you thought it was, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I also want to point out that she's terrible. Like in in the movie, in the movie universe, she's supposed to be doing a really good job with this interview and everything. But in the real, I watch people interview athletes universe. She is fucking awful. First of all, she doesn't introduce him or anything. She doesn't say like, "I'm here with Derek" or whatever. When the cameras start rolling, she's like, "So, Derek, you had a great 80, 80 yard catch against State." <laughs> Um, she's goddamn fucking terrible. She's trying to create the TV mood that you've already come into an interview that had started. <laughs> I guess so. And then, okay, so then he's not responding to our interview. So then she's like, well, anybody can see what's happening on the field. Tell us about Christmas. And I'm thinking, okay, if that's what it takes to get him to open up, you're still failing because nobody tuned into the goddamn interview with the fucking Heisman Trophy winner, elusive fucking wide receiver to hear about his goddamn Christmas traditions. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then also the story he tells is fucking terrifying. He basically tells the story. All of a sudden he wakes up, right? He's able, they're able to lull him out of his fucking shell. Yeah. You know? Autism is cured by asking about Christmas. Exactly. They got him in one of those cow <laughs> squeezer machines and he fucking opens up. <laughs> What's her name invented? Grandma. They, 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 they got, got him on some chelation, got all of those <laughs> autism causing uh, vaccines right. out of him. Yeah. Exactly. They bleached his asshole. You know, all the stuff that works. <laughs> um, and so he basically tells this story of how he got his start by getting a Christmas basket from the Salvation Army. And then he says, they took us aside and they said, these presents are because Jesus loves you. What a fucking terrifying story. Well, right, because, okay, keep in mind, it's like those presents were donated by people. Right. It's not because Jesus loves you. It's because there are people out there who care about you. That's the right message to send to these kids. But no, they took them aside and were like, hey. There's a wizard in the sky. He loves you. That's why you have presents. Are you too young to understand this critically? Yes? Great. High five awesome. us. We're going to go call ourselves a different rank now because it's all pretend. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the promoted. Generalissimo. <laughs> oh, and of course, what did his box have in it from the Salvation Army? What's in the box? <laughs> Tell me what's in the box. <laughs> Severed head would have been so much Stewie's better. Stewie's severed head. Oh, but no. But he used as a football. It was a football. Yeah, yeah. that would have been even better. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this is the message they're sending. It's like, oh, the Salvation Army gave him a football and they became a football star. And I'm thinking, hmm, shame they didn't give him a telescope or a book. Exactly. <laughs> it's, the, it's the give every poor black kid a football fucking method of economic recovery. Well done, guys. Exactly, which is why this 
year, I have made a donation to the Salvation Army of a hundred stethoscopes. Um, <laughs> get more doctors out there, and everything. Everyone knows that if you give a poor kid a thing, that's what they become when they grow up. Nothing sparks the mind like the first present you ever get. <laughs> From the Salvation Army, exactly. I wanted him to have a t-shirt that said, God loved me so much that he took my mom's job and all I got was this lousy football. But uh, <laughs> he didn't. Um, so and then we cut to uh, Salvation Army Church. He mentions when they're at HQ that they actually have a church in the Salvation Army headquarters because that makes the headquarters uh, tax-free. Right. So we cut to uh, listen, Bruce. nothing says charity like, oh, we also have religious services here. Nothing yeah. says good intentions <laughs> like, oh, and you can also pray to our God if you want to. <laughs> but don't worry. We're just here for good. We're just here for yeah, good. Just doing- it all flips out like a Prohibition-era bar. Yeah, flips back. Casino. <laughs> No, there's a church in here, technically. No, no, no. Look, look. <laughs> no, Sergeant Bilko, we weren't gambling in here. Um, so uh, th- then I guess the... I'll come um, back later. <laughs> <laughs> this is also, I guess, where we learn that Derek is now the Tom Cruise of the Salvation Army because apparently since his interview, uh, volunteerism has, has spiked crazily in their little town or whatever. Now everybody wants to volunteer for the Salvation Army because they heard about the football thing. Right, exactly. And then Leslie has gotten a better job, so you, we're going to settle on you. Which I love. That's the good part of this movie. It's not like, hey, we decided Leslie wasn't the kind of thing we're looking for. You are. They're like, oh, Leslie got to go work at a real station, so you, I guess? <laughs> so you get to have the job back that you, you know, have been doing for 27 years and not gotten the promotion that Leslie got in Basically, three weeks Bruce of doing it. Basically, Bruce is the girl you've been flirting with at the party all night, and then her friend has to make her leave, and so you're like, all right, well... I guess you. <laughs> you wanna? You wanna? Yeah. Right, here we and, go. And now we get Christmas morning, right? And they're given gifts, and he and his family got him a bell, a Salvation Army bell. Yeah, remember Comes- they made him do it. <laughs> <laughs> And then the neighbors, the the neighbors across the street that uh, compete with them for the most ostentatious house, they come by to give them turd cakes, also known as fruit cake. Yeah, exactly. And then they go and they look out on the lawn and oh, it's a Christmas miracle! Someone redecorated their lawn, and it sort is of. the worst Horrible. looking thing I, I've ever seen. Okay, now <laughs> first of all, I want to give you kind of the setup that the movie gives you. Okay, so they walk out and they're like. Um, Oh, you know, uh, 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 the, the neighbors say, uh, we're really sorry about what happened to your decorations and everything, but we love what you did instead. And they're all like, what we did instead? And then we run out, they run outside to see. So they, the movie makes you expect something spectacular right. outside. You expect it's going to be like life-size, re- a real reindeer and an actual Santa and fucking Jesus playing a double-headed electric guitar while getting a blowjob from Mary <laughs> or, Magdalene. Or something, yeah. Or at least there would be lights, but no. It's what bu- yeah, they've put like six fucking Salvation Army kettles with like hand-drawn signs yeah. next to them. That's they deserve it. to win nothing. 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 They do not <laughs> no. deserve to win any. It's not like they did good decoration. We're supposed to, I feel like we're supposed to get the vibe like, oh, they might win the contest. No. The judges are going to be like, did you even enter or are you just crazy people? <laughs> <laughs> or have you just been stealing the kettles from the Salvation Army? Right. So, and that's the whole fucking movie. That's the big ending, I guess. So I I ask, what was the moral of this story? Um, The silence speaks volumes uh, right there. Wait, no, I can do it. It's that um, 
ambition is okay, but only a little, like just a smidgen. <laughs> and then the most important – wait, no. Charity is good – well, okay, but not actually. Okay, if you want to get – okay, if you want to lure a black man into an interview, you need to talk to him about Christmas. Is that it? I think the moral of the story is, hey, yes, we hate fags, but we also clean up roads and shit and give flour to poor people. So come on. Come on. Yeah. Look we at our waterfall. Tim Tebow, who's good, good at sports. We need <laughs> Tim Tebow, who's good at sports soon, hopefully. No, of course, as everybody knows, we don't do X number of stars types rating systems here, since the only way the movies that we review would earn stars is if you hit yourself in the head with them. So instead, we rate by analogy. For example, I might ask Heath. What is the worst thing a sportscaster could hit you in the face with that would still be better than this movie? <laughs> to which Heath might say, All right, well, obviously, you're leading me toward a Bukaki-related answer, oh, yes, clearly. Uh, so uh, I'd rather be, come on, man. How about that? I'd, I'd rather take money shots. I'd rather take money wait, shots. Wait, 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 no, I'm sorry, so I'm sorry. A second, I'm sorry, give, give me a second, give me a second on that one. I just want to make sure everybody caught up. That was awesome. <laughs> All the sports fans are laughing and everybody else is going, why are they taking so much time? I would on rather this? be come on, man. That was, that yeah, was good I'd rather shit. take money shots from the cast of Sports Center. I'd rather get <laughs> Scott Van Pelted with cum than watch this movie. Again. <laughs> Chris Berman yells out catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> Stumbling, bumbling, bumbling. <laughs> Yahtzee! Come on, G! Oh, shit. All right. So, Eli, the bar has been raised, sir. Uh, I ask you, what is the meanest thing that you would do to a homeless person if it meant that you didn't have to watch this movie again? Um, I mean, okay. So I, I'm going to go a slightly different angle here and say that I would give them a food basket made entirely of flour, <laughs> soda, and pineapple. <laughs> Just unusable foodstuffs. Here you go, man. Three pounds of cornstarch. I, I would like a blanket. No, man, this is mine. I'm, it's a little chilly. Like, I'm going to go home, but I'm a little chilly right now. Anyways, enjoy your flower. Can I kill myself with it? Nope, you can't. Pew, pew. Eli, out. Merry Christmas. I did a good thing. And well, that does it for our review of Silver Bells. That's not quite going to do it for the episode, since we still need to get you all wet and sticky over next week's show. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Christmas Angel. All right. Now, we decided this one late, so I don't think I, – I know I haven't seen the preview yet. Heath hasn't either, I don't believe. Um, so can, can you give us, a, give us an idea of what we've got in store for us? Okay. So this movie is about a little girl. It's very confusing, and it's very hard to tell. It's about a little girl who uh, lives next to an abandoned house, and when they throw rocks in it, their wishes come true. So they decide to make the, but then it also, it's got Kevin Sorbo, so oh, okay. lock in. Check. Yeah. Awesome. Kevin Sorbo is in it, but it also has Della Reese in it. The singer <laughs> Della Reese. Okay. And it's really upsetting because she plays, <laughs> she's like the Miss Cleo of this movie. Uh-huh. And in the preview, we see her like catching the little girl throwing rocks at the house and being like, you throwing rocks at my house? But then Kevin Sorbo's supposed to own the house. I have no idea what's going on. It looks like a shit show, but already in the preview, the mom says that God's will is going to take the way and that you don't get to ask angels for things in a movie about angels who grant wishes. <laughs> so if I'm excited to see a crazy Della Reese and of course some more K-Sorbs. It's going to be a great time. 
Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I'm sold. So with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 17 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. That's patreon.com slash God awful, and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Scriptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars and was used with his permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following linked on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week until then we're gonna leave you with a brand new twist on our clothes no guy from brooklyn telling you to fuck yourself this time huh, huh? at the end of so many of these movies we at god awful movies feel like we're left with more questions than answers so we've done our research and in the tradition of great films like the sandlot and stand by me we present you with a where are they now for silver bells bruce was eventually let go for good when his third and final video of him screaming racial slurs at a church raffle went viral. For the rest of his life, he would be known as Raffle Guy Loses His Shit, Gets Tasered by Cops, and Poops Himself. Linda didn't believe in God at the beginning of the movie, or the end of the movie. She went on to become a lawyer for the ACLU, ironically suing the Salvation Army for their predatory anti-LGBT policies. Jason didn't go to college since he didn't get his scholarship and continued to volunteer at the Salvation Army until his gay conversion therapy failed, resulting in his suicide. Beth didn't win the Christmas decorations contest because four buckets and a sign aren't fucking Christmas decorations. Would you walk out,